Greetings, friends. I'm John Haspel. This is a Dhamma talk from Cross River Meditation Center in Frenchtown, New Jersey. If you find benefit from this talk, please support the restoration, the preservation, and the presentation of the Buddha's Dhamma with your donation at becoming-buddha.com. Thank you. Peace. But Anapanasati literally means breath mindfulness. And being mindful of the breath develops concentration, develops insight, while Matt gets more biscotti out of the closet. (laughs) (laughs) While abandoning and diminishing distraction. And at first, this concentration on the breath is established It begins to calm the mind and unite it within the body. This requires training through repeated practice. Once established concentration of an insight into the arising and passing away of all phenomena, mental or physical occurs. This leads to profound insight into the three marks of existence, into stress and suffering, into ignorance of the Four Noble Truths. Anapanasati is also the vehicle that navigates through the levels of jhana, which are levels of concentration and absorption. It is the foundation for the training of refined mindfulness. And so the Buddha's words, now how is it, how is mindfulness of in and out breathing appropriately developed so as to be of a great benefit? A monk, having gone to the wilderness, to the shade of a tree, or to an empty building, sits down, folding his legs crosswise, holding his body erect, and setting mindfulness to the fore. Notice the Buddha here is saying a a couple of things. First is developing seclusion, whether that's mental or physical. There's an implication of right effort in being secluded. To, be, to begin the meditative practice. There's also the guidance to set mindfulness to the fore. That means bring it to the forefront. Set your intention to be mindful of the breath. Mindfulness, again, means to hold in mind. What are you holding in mind? You're holding in mind the breath. This is the definition of Anapanasati. And the Buddha continues, always mindful of the breath, he breathes in, always mindful of the breath, he breathes out. When breathing in long, he notices I'm breathing in long. When breathing out long, he notices I'm breathing out long. Or when breathing in short, he notices I'm breathing in short. Or when breathing out short, he notices I'm breathing out short. This is the beginning of jhana meditation. Noticing, being ardent, alert, with gentle awareness of anapanasati, of the breath in the body. This is the first foundation of mindfulness. And is a dispassionate mindfulness, a dispassionate noticing. These are not instructions per se. They are guidance to keep you mindful of the breath. It's natural for the breath to be longer when you first start sitting, 
and to become shorter as the session deepens and the mind calms. The Buddha continues, he trains himself. I will breathe in sensitive to the entire body. He trains himself, I will breathe out sensitive to the entire body. Now we've established seclusion. We've established mindfulness of the in-breath and the out-breath. Now the training begins. And training again implies effort. It implies concentration. I don't train haphazardly. I train with intention. And the rest of this section is on training mindfulness. It's on developing concentration by noticing the arising and passing away of all phenomena during the meditative practice. And the first training begins to unite the mind and the body. The mind becomes dispassionately aware of the body. Mindfulness remains on the breath in the body. And the entire body includes the mind, right? The mind is not separate from the body. The breath is not separate from the body. The breath is filling up the lungs. It's filling up the blood vessels. The blood vessels are carrying oxygen back up to the mind. It's all anapanasati. So this being sensitive to the entire body is the awareness that you have a body, the awareness that the breath is connected to the body, and maintaining that mindfulness of the breath in the body. John's words. A distracted mind is detached from the body as a point of reference to what is occurring. When personalizing internal phenomena, the objectification then creates a separate object, distracting from the intended purpose of jhana meditation, which is deepening concentration. So once we have become sensitive to the body, the Buddha continues. He trains himself. I will breathe in calming bodily fabrications. He trains himself, I will breathe out, calming bodily fabrications. Mindfulness of the breath is used to calm bodily fabrications. The breath is also a bodily fabrication. The breath needs calmed as well. If you remember the Saka, questioning his ex-wife, Damadina. And it's towards the end of that sutta, and Visakha's getting a little salty. He says, what are fabrications, dear lady? Damadina responds, there are three bodily fabrications, verbal fabrications, and mental fabrications. In and out breaths are bodily fabrications, as breaths are generated from the clinging aggregate form. This is using a skillful fabrication to abandon an unskillful fabrication. There's no need to analyze or get wrapped up in the story of all the things that are happening within the body. Calming, breathing in and out, fabrications lead to dispassion. Calming fabrications keeps the mind united in the body while distractions fade. Calming all fabrications, body, verbal, or mental, leads to concentration. And again, anapanasati, being mindful of the breath in the body, will naturally lead to calm. 
John's words again. The Buddha closes this section with instructions to remain mindful of the breath and the body while gently holding in mind the qualities developed through meditation when practice within the proper framework of dispassion arising as a quality of mind. There's a whole bunch of lines here about training, and I've broken them up a little bit. The first batch, the Buddha continues, he trains himself, I will breathe in, sensitive to rapture. He trains himself, I will breathe out, sensitive to rapture. He trains himself, I will breathe in, sensitive to pleasure. He trains himself, I will breathe out, sensitive to pleasure. Notice your joyful engagement with the Dhamma. Notice your contentment or your rapture. This should sound familiar because it's the first level of jhana. So the Buddha here is giving descriptions of deepening levels of concentration as applied via Anapanasati. And the Buddha continues, he trains himself, I will breathe insensitive to mental fabrications. He trains himself, I will breathe out sensitive to mental fabrications. He trains himself, I will breathe in calming mental fabrications. He trains himself, I will breathe out calming mental fabrications. This is awareness of directed thought and evaluation. All fabrications continue to be noticed and calmed or abandoned through the breath and the body. There's no need to analyze. And this is a reference to the second level of jhana. And the Buddha continues, he trains himself, I will breathe in sensitive to the mind. He trains himself, I will breathe out sensitive to the mind. He trains himself, I will breathe in calming the mind. He trains himself, I will breathe out calming the mind. He trains himself, I will breathe in steadying the mind. He trains himself, I will breathe out steadying the mind. He trains himself, I will breathe in releasing the mind. He trains himself, I will breathe out releasing the mind. Sensitive to the mind is awareness there is a mind. You're aware of your thoughts. You're aware of your ego. You're aware that you are conscious. You're aware that you're aware. Calming the mind Directed thoughts, mental fabrications, and perceptions fade. Steadying the mind, contentment and pleasure fade. Releasing the mind, the mind becomes a reference point to what is occurring, and the mind is united in a body, a pleasant abiding, equanimous, the third level of jhana. The Buddha wraps up this section and continues, he trains himself. I will breathe in, focusing on inconstancy. He trains himself. I will breathe out, focusing on inconstancy. He trains himself. I will breathe in, focusing on dispassion. He trains himself. I will breathe out, focusing on dispassion. He trains himself. I will breathe in, focusing on cessation. He trains himself. I will breathe out, focusing on cessation. He trains himself, I will breathe in, focusing on relinquishment. He trains himself, I will breathe out, focusing on relinquishment. Once the mind is released, once it's a reference point, insight into impermanence is visible. 
Impermanence reveals the fabrication and fallacy of perpetually defending a self, the wrong views of self. This gives rise to dispassion, dispassion for all conditioned things, dispassion of ego, of all wrong views. Dispassion leads to cessation of those wrong views. It leads to the, the cessation of the conditioned things. Cessation leads to relinquishment, the letting go of all views ignorant of Four Noble Truths. With relinquishment, pleasure and pain fade away. Pure equanimity and remind, refined mindfulness pervade. The fourth level of jhana. And the Buddha finalizes this section by answering the question he asked at the beginning. This is how mindfulness of in and out breathing is developed and pursued so as to be of great benefit. Uh, Deborah, you want to go first and beat your husband so you don't have to talk after him? <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> uh, you don't have to, by the way. I am uh, thanking you. Noble silence under the circumstances. Thank you. Jeff, how are you, my friend? Very well, thank you. And great, uh, great, great delivery on the teaching there. Thank you. Um, stepping back from mind, um, you could almost, I think, substitute the word mine, the possessive, from the word mind. In other words, stepping back from what is mine is stepping back from the I and the self. And these are all manifestations of, of a self, as I see it. Yeah. Um, it it's almost, it, it's, it's like a neutral observation in my mind. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, I want to use the word disassociation, but that has some other context to it. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, those are my thoughts on it, Brian. Thank you. Yeah. Um, the mind is a reference point. I think John said this somewhere. Maybe it's in the truth of happiness becomes this vehicle of perception. Mm -hmm. that, that doesn't require any judgment or preference, right? It just is what it is. Um, any any judgment, preference, label, et cetera, is coming from that eye-making. Correct. Thank you, my friend. Becky, how are you? Oh, you're on mute. You're on mute. Oh. There you go. Thank you, Brian. Thank you for the teaching. Um, <clears throat> just being reminded of all the levels of genre and just thinking about what they mean, uh, that everything is a fabrication and that all we can do is work toward understanding And that will help us to be able to lay down the burden 
Um, and I just, I just thank you for reiterating all of that and putting yours, your words to it. Well, thank you. Well thank said. You. It was very nice. Lucius. Corey and Deborah, I'm so happy to see you close up. <laughs> <laughs> and hi, Lucius. <laughs> That's all. I'll shut up now. Thanks, Becky. Great trip. Um, yeah, I, I was just thinking, you know, that this, this is the training ground, this, this moment, then each moment is, it's, this, this is it. Um, and whatever arises, whatever, whatever we're given in each moment, that is, that's the training ground. And, um, thinking about, you know, uh, having the, the eightfold path as kind of the base or the foundation in which we can then practice this and build upon it. You know, we're, we're starting with all those fabrications, you know, and, and using them skillfully uh, in order to continue those levels of, of jhana in order to really reach nibbana. Um, and this is, I mean, this right here is the 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 path that we can use in order to to reach that that state of uh, relinquishment and and, um, and and letting go and and feel the the that sweet release so yeah you did really well and 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 walking us through that i really appreciate it it was a great summary thank you my friend um mr hart how are you Doing well, Brian. Um, I, I agree you delivered this um, very well. And it's pretty interesting in this sutta and the sort of those instructions that the Buddha gently gives, you know, there's a progression, you know, it's the impermanent phenomenon, he says to be sensitive to them. And then to then he then he keeps going and says to calm them, um, which is pointing us sort of down this road we've been going on. This is what concentration is used for. And further down, he, he says, how he steadies the mind. And that's, that's you know, a really interesting piece here. And, and also I noticed the inconstancy part. I haven't ever really noticed that. That's a really unique insight into the fourth foundation of mindfulness the quality of our mind is impermanent and it's always changing but what's not changing is the fact that we have a breath and it may be long it may be short but the breath is always there so it's it's really neat to that, that he actually reassures you your, your your mind state even in a meditation practice even while practicing this concentration is going to change and you describe that very well as your breath may be longer, it may be shorter. Your thoughts may come at different paces throughout your sits. And, and as you develop your concentration, you become familiar with your mind and familiar with how it reacts to these different stimuli. So it was really cool to see you and everybody else sort of get that out of there. Um, I think that's all I have. Thank you, my friend. Um, yeah, it blows my mind that we could, we could go a week or two or more without food. We could go several days without water. Can't go a few minutes without air and we don't remember we're doing it at all. 
So fascinating. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it's so interesting also, like when you do get distracted, like you don't notice you're breathing. Right. And then when you bring your focus back, it's like, how can you just like forget about that you're breathing? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, I'll let you guys drive the cart here because I yeah. can't really see what I'm, I'm doing. Um, no, it's good. Got wrong. I'm a teacher, Ron. Thank you. Um, just nice, uh, clear, concise mm -hmm. teaching of a text that is clear and concise. <laughs> you know, long, but right. um, there's such fine detail in it. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and, and the progression is just so clear. Um, and you wonder how it ever could have gotten made into right. these convoluted trainings. Mm -hmm. uh, it uh, tells us how the mind works and how to get it under control. We should and, see some of the unrestored versions of the Anapanasati uh -huh. that answers that question. Yeah. All these other mm -hmm. Right. Um, so thank you for bringing that back to the fore that the clarity of this of these teachings. My pleasure. That was real good. <laughs> yeah, that was real good. I'm trying to think of a word that explains it's just like like you got into some serious detail, but you it was also tight. So, yeah, and I was actually like, kind of, you know, just remained mindful of my breath through the whole talk and it, because of what you're saying, it made it easier to do it. And so, thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> and I liked your instruction. It's a reminder because you can see how this sutta has been misused. Don't analyze. You're not there to analyze. You're not supposed to chase down what that feeling was or mm -hmm. that thought. You know, that's a right. good instruction. Right. And I, I think tomorrow morning, one part of it, you can see the Buddha kind of takes a pause and says, you know, don't do anything more with this. Right. You know, these are the instructions. He says notice. He doesn't say analyze. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy to yeah. go. I want to go analyze that. Right. I have to figure this out. I gotta peel it back and then I'll understand that that's not how it works. Right. It's the insight. So thank you. Thank you. Jane. Thank you for the teaching. Um you know, I realize that I don't really know all the details I mean like you detailed everything that's happening and it's kind of cool to have it laid out okay this is what's going on and because I don't consciously realize I'm doing something you know what I mean so it was kind of nice to oh okay so now I think I'll be a little more aware of what's going on yeah yeah, yeah. thank you and I'll just stay with it it does help you to stay with yeah. it, yeah. Because there's a 
there's a correlation here to boredom. People say they get bored meditating. It's mm -hmm. like in my head, like how in the world do you get bored? Like there's so much going on up there, right? That you can pay attention to and notice and observe and calm and release. Yeah. Well, if you're if yeah. you're trying, if you're doing your meditation uh, in, in trying not to think, I don't know if you can, right. but yeah, that could lead to boredom. But otherwise, right. yeah, I don't know. This is, <laughs> you know, you just yeah. keep swinging for the fences and <laughs> going at it, um, and then you then you calm down and 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 then you really start listening to the instructor. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Gloria. Thank you, Brian. Yeah, similar to what Jen was saying, it's like the way that you teach this, you're mindful of your, your breath. And what David was saying, um, you know, off my cushion, I'm realizing when I'm really stressed out, you know, like sitting at my computer, or whatever, studying, I'll just stop breathing sometimes, <laughs> like, and then, yeah. but you're aware, like you catch yourself and you're aware of it. And then you and break free of that right. you know that tension and that stress come back and even just even if i'm not meditating even during that time i can be mindful of all these details you know so that my next sit is you know right. better so thanks for taking us through that thank you john you want to say the last word or you want to go ahead i can speak before i can help Take up to the airplane. We want to. I'll go. Excellent, excellent. Thank you. I, I like, I like how you teased out the levels of jhana through what the Buddha was saying mm -hmm. of, of how directed thought and evaluation work in the mind as you're becoming aware of the breath and the body. So I, uh, that was really skillful. Um, and I just, I really like what everyone's saying. Mm. I really like how everyone is um, putting this into practice and, and holding this in mind. So mm. thank you. Thank you. And what, what Matt said is just what the Buddha said when he started this in his yeah. And it really went, and what I was thinking about when you were teaching, Brian, it was really an excellent teaching. It was, I'm so glad you uh, you traveled for leagues to come here and teach us tonight. <laughs> really was. Uh, um, and remember that the Buddhist, while he's saying this, he, he concludes this by saying, uh, mindfulness of in and out breathing brings the culmination of this to. to brings this practice to its culmination. Why he's saying that he's pointing at these other monks, these accomplished monks, just like we're doing. You know, when we talk a lot, especially as teachers, we're exampling this sutta all the time. And um, I, I know you hear me say this often that we're we're doing, we're practicing the Dhamma much like this original Sangha. And we really are, you know, because we're following, we're following this sutta. Um, that you mentioned uh, how I don't know how people could become bored, but when boredom arises in jhana practice, it relates right to, right to the first hindrance or the first lower fetter that we talked about. Mm -hmm. The immediate need for sensory stimulation mm -hmm. is why we become bored. But if even when that occurs, you come back to the breath and 
you're just doing jhana. And I particularly like, I mean, Matt pointed it out, how you, you brought in the levels of jhana and related it to this part of the sutra. So it was brilliant. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, everybody. I will travel again for leagues Yay. in three months ish. Yeah. Any other questions, comments online? If not, we'll do uh, we'll do meta. Oh, I can't do that on the fly. I'm just that. <laughs> We had a conversation about should at dinner, and I'm not getting into it. So. <laughs> Find your relaxed meditation posture and let your mind unite in the body through your breath. And this is what should be done <laughs> by one who is skilled in goodness and who knows the path of peace. Let them be able and upright, straightforward and gentle in speech, humble and not conceited contented and easily satisfied, unburdened with duties and frugal in their ways, peaceful and calm and wise and skillful, not proud or demanding in nature. Let them not do the slightest thing that the wise would later reprove. May all beings be at ease. Whatever living beings there may be, whether they are weak or strong, omitting none, the great or the mighty, medium, short or small, the seen and the unseen, those living near and far away, those born and to be born, may all beings be at ease. Let none deceive another or despise any being in any state. Let none through anger or ill will wish harm upon another. Even as a mother protects with her life her child, her only child, so with a boundless heart should one cherish all living beings. Radiating kindness over the world, spreading upwards to the skies and downwards to the depths, outwards and unbounded, freed from hatred and ill will whether standing or walking, seated or lying down, free from drowsiness, one should sustain this recollection. This is said to be the sublime abiding. By not holding to fixed views, the pure-hearted one, having clarity of vision, being freed from all sense desires, is not born again into this world. Peace, my friends. Thank you. And we are 10 a.m. tomorrow or 10.30? Uh, Qigong at 9.15. Qigong at 9.15. And then 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock Eastern. Tomorrow. So watch your clocks tonight. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, Brian. Enjoy the Bye. rest of your retreat, everybody. Bye, Mama. <laughs> Bye. Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. I rely on donations to support the continued restoration, preservation, and presentation of the Buddha's Dhamma. If you find benefit here, please consider a donation at becoming-buddha.com. Thank you. Peace.